Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. Ford putting back their 2023 guidance. According to the reporting, the UAW deal, United Auto Workers, of course, they went on strike. They against all the big three. Everything's been voted for. Everything has passed, even though the GM people made it a a little bit of a tight contest. Ford says the new deal will cost $8.8 billion over the life of the contract. Can I just say for the record, that's actually less than I thought it would. I thought it, I thought it would cost more. It's a four-year contract, right? It's a four-year contract. Eight point eight billion expires in April of twenty twenty-eight. So a little more than four years. Yeah, four years. Um, I would have thought a, a bit more than that. Tony Katz, ninety-three WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. But it's interesting that they're like they're like yeah yeah oh this is done we we see we see a good future ahead a good future ahead there was an ad I I was watching um the the Colts game over the weekend with Fingers Malloy of Eat Drink Smoke EatDrinkSmokeShow.com and he noticed uh, during that there was a commercial for the Grand Wagoneer what what that's a Jeep Jeep Grand Wagoneer look looks lovely I don't know anything about it. Uh, and uh, they were offering it, and the deal was 5.9% financing. 5.9? That's the deal? But yet I see the, the manufacturers, the, the auto manufacturers saying, putting their guidance back where it was. And I'm, I'm more confused about this economy than ever. Do I want things to be better? Yes. And then there's this conversation uh, about Europe. Inflation in the Eurozone, 2.4%, down from 2.9. You have core inflation from 4.2 to 3.6. So now you've got people saying that the European Central Bank is going to start cutting rates when that is absolutely not where Jerome Powell and the Federal Reserve are. Uh, they're, they're not going to be cutting rates for a while. So, so it, also, if, if I could be so bold, I've been told by the Biden administration repeatedly that we're doing better than everybody else around the globe. And I've always said, nobody cares. They only care about what's happening at their kitchen table. Stop comparing us to Germany's economy. So now what happens when people start comparing us to Germany's economy and their, the inflation rates? I don't know how they're going to handle that. I have no idea how they're going to handle that. I can now take this story and I can allow me to, to juxtapose it with this. Americans are doom spending. First of all, doom spending is my favorite superhero. 
Uh, it's um, people see the economy, everybody's concerned, and they're like, well, if it's all going to go to crap, might as well have new shoes. If it's all going to be, if we're all going to go bankrupt anyway, might as well have that TV. Oh, really? So is it possible uh, with, with, with the spending that I'm seeing in all the stores, this is all just last hurrah? That's frightening, by the way. It, it is. That is a USDA choice serious issue, kids. I do not know if it's the case. But I'm going to be talking about this on Tony Katz today at noon. Join me then. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. making some statements and saying as clear as can be agreeing with that tweet that Jews are anti-white was maybe the dumbest thing he's ever done on social media. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC, good morning, and he was wrong. Said so at the time. The idea that uh, we're talking about, of course, with with Israel and and Hamas and the anti-Semitism that we're seeing, and somebody had tweeted, "I got, I have zero sympathy for for Jews who who uh, support uh, all this anti-white nonsense." You're talking about progressives who supported things like Black Lives Matter and critical race theory and DEI. Um, they oh, they were, of course, wrong because to support these things is, is to support rank bigotry. And it's still getting supported. Indianapolis is going to create an office uh, for this. Colleges still have uh, the, these people uh, hired. Uh, governor Holcomb uh, created a whole office for it. If I was running for governor, I would absolutely dismantle the Gone. Goodbye. It's an office of bigotry. No, thank you. The concept is bigotry. So the office must therefore follow. He was wrong, but he's, he does things that are, you know, not principle-based. We, we've seen this from, from Governor Holcomb. I, I wish he wasn't like that, but, but here we are. Musk engaged, a, uh, it, it engaged this tweet and said, that is the truth. He has gone back to say he was referring to people like the Anti-Defamation League. And and to that, I get it because I've stated this. If you're supporting DEI, if you're supporting CRT, you're supporting bigotry. And uh, progressives, and specifically people who are, who are Jewish or progressives, they've, they've always been wrong on this subject. But they were doing it because they're progressives. They, they don't even, I, I would argue that the idea that they were anti, if, 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 if they're Jewish and white, if they're anti themselves, um, well, there could be some self-loathing, but that really isn't the purpose. That wasn't the argument. And so to say this was was wrong, and, and I think a very foolhardy thing to do from the, the guy who posted it, and it was wrong from, from Elon Musk, 
to retweet it and say that it was correct. In an interview with uh, Andrew Sorkin from CNBC with the New York Times, he said as much. When you see all this happening, are you sitting there going, oh, my God, I stepped in it. I wish I didn't do that. Are you saying, screw them. I hate these people. Why are they after me? But all of that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, all of that. I mean, uh, I mean, look, I'm sorry for that 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 tweet or post. It was foolish of me. Of the 30,000, it might be literally the worst and dumbest post that I've ever done. Um, And I try to my best to clarify uh, six races Sunday. Um, but, you know, at least uh, I think over time it will be obvious that, in fact, far from being uh, anti-Semitic, I'm, in fact, philo-Semitic. Um, uh, philo-Semitic, uh, an interest and a respect and appreciation of uh, Judaism or, or the Jewish people, etc. That's what he's saying. He's, I, I, I don't think he's an, an anti-Semite. I think that Elon Musk is just weird. And like a lot of people who've got a lot of brain power, they can't get out of their own way. They, they can't. It, it's, it's the, everything's moving too quickly. And so they're often uh, extremely awkward people. But in this interview, the question goes to, well, what about the advertisers who are leaving? Because, of course, groups like the leftist media matters lying about uh, the algorithm and, and trying to keep uh, advertisers off the platform. And Elon, I mean, he's not mincing words, and that's the popcorn moment. Let's go, let's go, let's go. It's a story you need to hear to believe, then grab your popcorn because there is more sponsorships now available. Uh, it's the same interview. And now it has been edited, but uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, uh, uh, producer Jonathan, it's producer Jonathan right there, finger on the dump button. Um, it's edited. And it's edited kind of interestingly because it's not beeped, it's, it's quick cut. Uh, you'll hear it. And he's like, so you're telling me, Elon Musk is responding, you're telling me that the advertisers will only come on if I do uh, their, their bidding? And it goes a little something like this. I hope they stop. You hope? Uh, Don't advertise. You don't want them to advertise? No. What do you mean? If if somebody's going to try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money, go yourself. But go yourself. (laughs) Is that clear? I hope. And maybe maybe you uh, maybe you caught it, maybe you didn't. It was the go blank yourself. If you're going to blackmail me with advertising, go blank yourself. Is that clear? And he continues. Now his continuation, I will tell you. You're you're right, dude. Is super weird, and I don't think smoking pot with Joe Rogan was the first time this guy's ever done weed. That's my take. Listen. Hope it is. Hey, Bob. If you're in the audience. Well, well, let me ask you then. That's how I feel. Don't but advertise. How do you think then about the economics of, of X? If, 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 if part of the underlying model, at least today, and maybe it needs to shift, maybe the answer is it needs to shift away from advertising. Um, if, if you believe that this is the one part of your business where you will be beholden to those who uh, have this view... What do you do? F Y. I, 
I understand that, but there's a reality too, <laughs> right? Yes. No. No. It, it, I mean, Linda no, Yaccarino's right here, and she's got to sell advertising. Absolutely. So, um, no. No. Totally. So, so no, no. Actually, what what this advertising boycott is uh, is, is going to do? It's, it's going to kill the company. And you think that the company- I, I, but, and the whole world will know that those advertisers killed the company, and we will document it in great detail. But there are, those advertisers, I imagine, are going to say. They're going to say, we didn't kill the company. Oh, yeah? They're going to say... Tell it to, tell it to Earth. But they're going to, say that, they're going to say, Elon, that you killed the company because you said these things and that they were inappropriate things and that they didn't feel comfortable on the platform, right? That's, that's what and, they're and going to say. And let's see how Earth responds to that. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot here. First, how does Earth respond to that? I've got Kid Rock telling you it's okay to drink Bud Light again. So for Elon Musk, Earth responds by going back to normal patterns and their kid desperately wants to see Mulan. So therefore, Disney survives. Bob, he's referring to, by the way, I believe would be Bob Iger, uh, the uh, head of of Disney. Uh, Secondly... It is up to us to respond in a way to not deal with um, certain uh, certain people, certain organizations that aren't don't have uh, the interests of of Americans uh, at heart. Certainly, if they're about an ideology that we disagree with, we cannot utilize them and use them. But the go blank yourself is super rare stuff. And I don't think Disney or Apple have ever been told that before. Tim Cook, nose to nose, go blank yourself. And there's something very important in this. Because the idea that, oh, things are said on Twitter and it's not acceptable to be around, that's not the argument. Things have been unacceptable on Twitter since the beginning of Twitter. It's that politically it's unacceptable. And that is why, yes, Tim Cook is a coward. Apple and IBM and Disney, bunch of cowards, and they should be told so. They don't believe in free speech. They don't believe in people engaging. Oh, everybody's crazy. No, not everybody's crazy. But there's equal crazy on the left and the right. So he's right. These people are cowards. And now we're going to see who fills the void when he tells these people to go blank themselves, which, by the way, they'll do. Right until they realize they need to do the advertising, and then they'll be back. So, are you about to lose your Gmail account? The answer is maybe if you don't use it. Tony Katz, that's me, by the way. What's going on, kitten? 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. Uh, so this has been talked about for a while, but at the deadline, the, the happening is December 1st, where Gmail is going to start taking email addresses that people aren't using and deactivate them. It will delete the accounts that have been, rema- I, you know, I said deactivate, but delete's different. Uh, it will delete the accounts that have remained inactive for at least two years. And going forward, it will continue killing accounts that reach two years of disuse. So that account, anything associated with the account, the account 
cannot be uh, recovered. So it's possible that you have in some dormant email account, photos, videos, information, that stuff's going to be gone. Absolutely gone. Now, I will tell you that when my kids were born, I got them Gmail accounts. And then very quickly forgot the passwords. <laughs> I, 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 I can't believe I did. I, I forgot. And, and I've, it's always bothered me. So I'm gonna hope, I'm gonna use this as an opportunity to see if I can you know help them get get uh, the, the the name. Uh, my kids have you know they, they've adapted to it. So uh, they said what's what's a good name? So so my oldest actually has uh, Matt Bear at gmail.com. That, that that that's what that's what my oldest got. That's that's what that's what uh, um, that's that's what they did. So so if Matt's looking. Is that what you have, Matt Bear, nineteen seventy-eight? Is that you? Did you just give out your email address? You want people to reach out? Okay. Wow. Are you in a mood today? Um, everybody's. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, absolutely not. I just wanted to give out my email address. There's All right, because there was a, I, may, maybe it's just me. I thought it was a touch surly. Oh, it didn't. Oh, I, I certainly didn't mean to be surly. No, not at all. No. Do you have an old? So, all right, maybe I heard it wrong. Do you have an old Gmail account? Something that's going to get deleted as of December first? Uh, possibly. Um, I have a classic Bear One that I was using for for a while. There, Gmail made it so difficult to switch between accounts, at least in my opinion. So I started another one, so I was able to do something with well, uh, something with the government. <laughs> that's the one that's probably going to get deleted right now. So. With the government? Yeah, I was doing. It was a weird way of organizing my thoughts. I wanted this over here for like uh, more state uh, resources, and I wanted something over here for more private resources. It was about five, six years ago when I decided to make that happen. Yeah. Okay. Right. Interesting. Is it? You can you can go to <laughs> fbari at gmail dot com. Right. And uh, you can reach out to Matt about all your law enforcement fantasies. <laughs> it's good for something, I'm telling you. So if you have a Gmail account that you haven't been using uh, as of December 1, which I believe, uh, look, I'm not looking at a map, I believe it's tomorrow, uh, you might want to actually do some work on there to keep it or get the things out of there and then you know, delete it yourself because you don't use the account anymore. That's coming. You have been warned. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. So in New York, they went to uh, light the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree. And of course, the pro-Hamas folks came out in force to try and stop them carrying flags with swastikas on them, chanting from the river to the sea. No, 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 no. The, the, these people should absolutely be listened to. They want what's best for the country. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC, good morning. Also chanting free, free Palestine, which, as we all know, doesn't mean anything.
the objective, while they claim to want an end to genocide, is to commit genocide. Israel being destroyed, we see this time and time again. I just want to make you aware of some of the other things that are going on. How people are responding. Shut down bridges, try and stop a Christmas tree lighting. Um, Lord only knows what's next. The is the the people who were pro-Israel had one rally. Three hundred thousand people showed up. The pro-Hamas crowd has a rally every day. Now a lot of this uh, comes back to, uh, for example, what we think of free speech. And let me say for the record um, that if you're an American citizen, you have all the rallies you want. You have all of them that, that, that you wish. But there's a question as to what's happening on colleges, uh, college campuses. Um, and whether or not this is something the government should get involved in. I uh, had uh, Congressman Jim Banks on, on the show a couple weeks ago. And, and he was wanting to know about IU and, and uh, things that they were doing or, 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 or not doing. And I, I asked this question in a very serious way about, is, is it the role of government to be getting involved in what happens on the college campus? And his answer was, well, if we're funding the campus, then we do have a role to play. If we're providing dollars, um, I believe that, that was the answer. Uh, that, I'm not giving it, I mean, I'm not giving it ver- verbatim. Um, it's, um, it's, it's, it's a take. And it's one that, that I, I understand, but I go about cautiously. Uh, however, when I saw the piece from Jeffrey Isaac, an op-ed over at the Indy Star, a professor of political science at IU, who takes uh, banks to task, which would be fine. You, it's, a, it's a public official. You're allowed to uh, uh, disagree with them. Uh, banks might appear to be a concerned public official who supports civil rights and is sincerely concerned about campus bigotry, but appearances can be deceiving. Banks' current crusade against anti-Semitism coincides rather suspiciously with his Trump-endorsed campaign for Indiana's U.S. Senate seat. Oh, holy hell. Mr. Isaac, this isn't an argument. This is a piece designed to get people not to vote a certain way. This isn't about presenting a, hey, maybe government should not be involved in these things in college campuses, even if these students are saying something you disagree with, that you can, you can, I think, pressure the campus to speak out against it where leadership actually says, hey, uh, a moral center here, people, those are terrorists, and we don't support terrorists here. You're wrong. But no, rather you go about, well, Jim Banks isn't being honest because he's just saying this to get the Jew vote. My God, man, that's a statement. You're going to back that up? 
While support for Israel, something he shares in common with many evangelical Christians, including Mike Pence, surely plays a role in his motivation, Banks' active participation in the culture wars being promoted by the Republican far right, which target educators, libraries, and universities, surely plays a bigger role. Oh, holy hell. The culture war was started by the educators who didn't have an interest in education but had an interest in indoctrination. After all, why do you think you have all those anti-Semites on college campuses? They want to have a book that discusses anal sex for children in school libraries. And when parents say, that shouldn't be in my fourth grader's library, you go, oh, it's a book banning. My God, this is embarrassing. This is embarrassing. This is a child's argument on a serious subject. Should the government play a role in speech on a college campus? That's a legitimate, solid, worthy conversation. And what did Mr. Isaac do? The James H. Rudy Professor of Political Science at Indiana University in Bloomington, he blew that conversation straight to hell and said, forget that, let's go for the lowest hanging ideological fruit so my friends will think I'm cool. By the way, I, I understand, uh, I believe uh, from the uh, op-ed that, that Mr. Isaac is Jewish. Well, so am I. This is a criticism of his approach which is to say it's not an approach, it's ideological pablum. Welcome to debate that anytime.